Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. Today's topic is whether it's okay to switch verb tenses in conditional sentences. It all started with a grammar question about was and were. On the Grammar Girl Facebook page, Veronica wanted to know whether she should write if the test was readministered or if the test were readministered. So on the Facebook page where Veronica wanted to know whether she should write if the test was readministered or if the test were readministered, Ellen responded that it should be if the test were readministered, noting that were is the form of be you use when you're talking about a hypothetical situation. That's true, at least if you're talking about present or future time. If it's unlikely that the test will be readministered, but you're considering the remote possibility, you'd say if the test were readministered. It's called using the subjunctive mood, and we covered it back in episode 160, Subjunctive Verbs. On the Facebook discussion, I added one clarification, that you could also say, if the test was readministered, if you're talking about something in the past that actually might have happened. The example I gave was, if the test was readministered Tuesday, the answer key will be locked in Professor Hilda's room. Otherwise, Professor Stockton will have it. But my example opened up another issue for Luther, also known as the Grammar Geek, who wrote on his blog, quote, I'm instantly drawn to the mismatch between was and will be, which breaks my first commandment of grammar, thou shalt not mix verb tenses, unquote. He argued that because the verb in the if clause is in the past tense, if the test was readministered, the main clause that follows should also be in the past tense. The answer key would be locked in Professor Hilda's room, not the answer key will be locked in Professor Hilda's room. I was pretty sure it was okay to switch verbs, but there was a chance I was wrong, and Luther's right that switching verb tenses is something to be careful about. So I asked my guest writer, Neil Whitman, who has a PhD in linguistics, to look into the question. Neil says we do need to switch tenses sometimes. Otherwise, there'd be no need for English to have different tenses at all. In fact, some languages don't have tenses, but that's a different story. There is more to say about switching tenses than we have time for in this podcast, so we'll stick to the case that prompted Luther's comment, verb tenses in conditional sentences, and we'll continue to use Veronica's sentence about the test as our example. 
Let's suppose the test really may have been administered on Tuesday. And we begin the sentence, if the test was readministered on Tuesday. We used was, if the test was readministered, because it's possible that it really happened. So far, so good. Next, what tense do we use in the main clause that follows? Well, it depends on whether we're saying something about the past, the present, or the future. In other words, we choose our tense the same way we usually do. Simple, right? So we might say, if the test was readministered on Tuesday, then it was Professor Hilda who proctored it, because that main clause is talking about the past. Or we might say, if the test was readministered on Tuesday, then the grades are now in Professor Hilda's office, because the main clause is in the present tense. Or we might say, if the test was readministered on Tuesday, we will be telling the students their grades next week, because the main clause is talking about the future. Now let's see what happens when the if clause refers to an unreal situation. Suppose we know the test wasn't readministered on Tuesday. In that case, we'd phrase the if clause like this. If the test had been readministered on Tuesday, had been readministered is in the past perfect tense, the tense that uses the past tense form of the helping verb have. One of the uses for the past perfect tense is to talk about unreal past time situations. But what about the verb tense in the main clause that follows? Once again, it depends on whether we're saying something about the past, present, or future. But this time, since we're talking about unreal situations, we use verb forms with a helping verb would, could, or might. So we might say, if the test had been readministered on Tuesday, Professor Hilda would have proctored it. Would have shows that this is a past time unreal event we're talking about. Professor Hilda didn't proctor the exam. Someone else did. We could also say, if the test had been readministered on Tuesday, then the grades would be in Professor Hilda's office now. In that sentence, would refers to a present time situation that isn't actually true. You could imagine the speaker going on to say, but they're not here, so the test must have been readministered some other day. And finally, we could even say, if the test had been readministered on Tuesday, then we would tell the students their grades next week. In that sentence, would refers to an unlikely or impossible future event, namely, telling the students their grades next week. You can imagine the speaker continuing, but since it wasn't readministered until Thursday, we won't be able to tell their students their grades until after the break. To sum up, we started with an if clause referring to a past time event, the readministering of a test. The verb in the if clause had a different form depending on whether the event really could have happened or it probably didn't happen. But either way, the verb in the if clause didn't put any tense requirements on the verb in the main clause. We chose the tense in the main clause the same way we always do, depending on whether we're talking about a situation in the past, the present, or the future. The same rules apply if the if clause is about a present or future event too, regardless of whether it could actually happen or is an unlikely or impossible event. It could begin with if the test is readministered, if that's likely to happen, 
or if the test were readministered, if it's unlikely. But either way, the only thing that matters for the verb tense in the main clause is whether it's about something in the past, the present, or the future. I know that's a lot of example sentences, so if you want to review them, they are on the website in the Grammar Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. And thanks to Luther for bringing up such an interesting question. You can find his blog at the Grammar Geek Says, S-E-Z, dot blogspot.com. And join the lively discussion of the Facebook Grammar Girl page at facebook.com slash grammargirl. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. That's all. Thanks for listening. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's next level supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.